hey everybody. It's been about mm, 12 months. Welcome back to Rum and Cinema. Uh, we're in quarantine, so we had a lot of time to watch movies, and we thought, you know what, let's like reshape what this podcast is all about. So before it was, what's out in theaters, what are we interested in? Fuck that. No one's going to theaters, no one's leaving their house. Let's stream shit. Let's do shit you can rent, stuff you can stream, stuff you can watch, and then follow along with us. So we're starting that off today with, uh, I mean, am I too bold in saying it's a circle jerk for Hollywood? Oh, it, uh, it absolutely is, but I think it does it really well. So, you know, it's, some, it spit you know. on its hand first, you know, it didn't go in. <laughs> uh, that is Jake. Jake, how are you? Thanks for being on. I'm doing good. You, you know, it's funny because you say, you know, it's been what 12 months since we last did this, but honestly, yeah. who can tell anymore? So, you know, it's like we <laughs> it's like we haven't skipped a beat because exactly the last 12 months don't really matter. No, it doesn't count at all. Uh, Nate, Nate's here. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hi. Okay. How's, how's life been for you, Nate? That was too much buildup. I was like, oh, God, how am I going to say hi? Oh, no. <laughs> Jake gives this philosophical answer about time and space, and Nate's just like, hey. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. for the. It's, it really fits the bit of this whole podcast is that we don't know what we're doing, and we barely yeah. watch movies. We, you know, before you popped on, me and Jake were talking about how few movies we've watched this year. <laughs> it's like it's opposite land. I think uh, I've watched as many movies as podcast episodes I've made this year. To be honest, like it's a mm. low bar. <laughs> so, so half of one. <laughs> roughly. Yeah, we recorded I mean, this train to Busan where we talked over the movie the whole time and I got done and I was like, that movie's actually good. I don't know if I want to like talk over it at all. And then I just deleted all the files like two days later. I was like, fuck it. That's fine. So try, we try had funny bits, movie. though. Yeah, yeah, the movie's that, awesome. yeah. For the record, for anyone listening, that was the best one we've ever done. We're all comedic mm-hmm. geniuses. But you'll never know. It yeah, was, if we blow it up, I'll find the emails release. and re-bring them out. Run Unflip it. the bits on your deleted, deleted files. <laughs> that what we're doing here, dude. Yeah, you have time now. It's true. Yeah, Nate figured out. Write a thing. <laughs> Algorithm. Right. <laughs> now that works. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is the movie Mank, which is streaming on Netflix right now. You can watch it. Um, I, are there spoilers for this movie? I don't know. It's a true story. So maybe, but except I was doing research today and it's not a true movie. It's, it's so, got real people's yeah. names. All we'll I've heard from. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, I, have I feel betrayed. I was like, I didn't know any of this. This is so cool. And then I started reading it and they're like, yeah, you still don't know. Yeah, no, they're all Nazi ap- uh, apologists and fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to start off talking about movies and how we've watched them, which is apparently not at all how we want to watch them in the future, things that we've missed, things that we're looking forward to. And then we'll get into to Mank, and then we got a game where we're just going to do Pastcast now. We're not doing Pastcast Futurecast every time. There's no movies but we're going to do the Prestige. Again. No, we're, who gives a fuck? No movies happening. We're going to do a twist this time on Pastcast. So instead of just doing like, who would you want? And then Nate picks someone from Game of Thrones, and Jake picks someone or from Marvel. Or Marvel. We're going to do... <laughs> we're going to do... Uh, there a twist are other on it. So it'll be actors... Like, yeah, no, I know they're not. Um, we're going to do a twist on it every time. So this time we're going to do The Prestige, but with an all-American cast. So every one of your castmates has to be born in America. So a quick way to make any movie better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the MAGA Prestige. That's what we'll call it. Um, so we're going to start off with talking about movies outside the theater. Uh, it's been 19 years since uh, theaters have been open. 
what what has your movie watching experience been like during the pandemic? And it can be like didn't watch any because who wants to escape reality right now? Am I right? But like, so, what does that look like? Yeah. So I, I was saying before we hopped on here, I have seen, unless I'm forgetting one, I have seen three movies during the pandemic, and it was the three movies. It was Mank, Citizen Kane, and uh, Palm Springs. Wow. And that's it. And it's funny because, like, you know, you have all this time, and I have plenty of movies that I, you know, I want to see, but it's it's weird because you run into this deficit of like, oh, you have all this time, so oh, you know, I have plenty of time to watch it, and then you don't do it. Yep. But uh, you know, it, whereas if you had like, oh, you know, geez, I only have like, you know, two free evenings this week or something, then you find something to do for those two evenings because your your free time is limited. But I have been uh, binging a lot of TV, so, so that's that's been my filler. Because I'm sitting down, like, what have I watched? And I'm like, oh my god, I've seen so many TV series. And like, yeah, you you don't even talk about like the TV shows that you've seen anymore. It's like, oh what series? Oh, last week I watched this series, and the week before <laughs> that I watched this. I watched that one again. Yeah, it's weird to say you don't have time, so and then you watch 900 hours of like Shit's Creek in like three days. And you're like, oh no, that was just in the background. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Like a two-hour movie, you're like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah you feel you're productive because, like, yeah, you can do two unproductive things at once. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, chaining, like, I don't even want to watch this series because uh, it's too good. I have to pay attention. It right. has yeah, been spoken many times in our house. What do you watch most recently, Jake? What's the series that like caught your eye the fastest? Um, I will, I literally just finished Queen's Gambit, which that's yeah. all the rage right now. And uh-huh. it, it is amazing. Um, it's weird how the book ends to the, the quarantine, like from when it broke out to vaccine are Tiger King and Queen's Gambit, like couldn't be <laughs> further apart. Like a dude talking about testicles at a funeral where a guy shot himself cause he was making a joke about guns to like a drug addled chess champion, both on Netflix though. Like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I want, I want to see the crossover. We're going from uh, <laughs> optimism, like, this is stupid, but fuck it, it's fun, to yeah. just, like, life is terrible, but maybe uh, maybe we can make it better. Yeah, they <laughs> both have this, like, this, like, resolve about the main character, where you're like, you know what, they don't give a fuck. Why would I give a fuck? Maybe that's what really binds us together in this time. Is like, Tiger King's just going to whip his dick out, and who fucking cares? Yeah. And, and she's going to take uppers no and one, one's the king and one's the queen that's, yeah that's, that's what ruled our our quarantine experience that's true that's true you know do you think that tiger king's chess set has tigers instead of rooks i think one side is tiger and the other side is all sex and drug paraphernalia and the queen is baskins right <laughs> has to be um that's good nate what about you what's your movie watching been like or not been like no same i was agreeing with jake uh it's it's new movies i've I've watched a lot of movies uh you know we're we're like escaping back into comfort like we're watching stuff i've seen a million times uh but in terms of new movies uh like everything i wanted to see got postponed or it's out now but i'm i'm postponing anyway because i want to see it in theaters like the only one i can really think of that i'm dying right now that's out is tenet i really want to see it but I don't want to watch it on a laptop screen. And mm. in our apartment, you know, we have a big projector, but I can't play stuff that loud. 
and I have a feeling Christopher Nolan's going to try to like shake my brain out of my head and I want to experience that. So I kind of want to wait till theaters. Like I do have some faith that like they will re-release it in theaters early next, like whenever theaters open, hopefully early sure. next year. So like, so you I'm go kind to theaters, of, right? Oh yeah. When we get to that question, my answer is a resounding yes. Okay. I miss movies theaters so much. So very much <laughs> for, for certain genres, but like, I don't think that's a replaceable experience. Uh, okay. Yeah, at least not right now when I can't bla- blare my sound system until like my ears bleed. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, we've mostly been just rewatching stuff. I mean, I've got a list of some movies we watched this year that were pretty decent, but uh, mostly series two and mostly rewatching those. Uh, there's a few new ones, but a lot of rewatches too. We're going through Psych again right now. We rewatched all of Community for like the sixth or seventh time for me. Uh, still good. We did watch. We watched in in more authentic, but I still enjoy it. Not authentic, uh, more genuine enjoyment, not like uh, comedy. Uh, the Last Kingdom. If you, mm. that's a good series to watch. If you, uh, if you can just like get over a little bit of the over drama cheese, it's it's pretty good. You get into you get you care about characters pretty quick. It's sure. a good it's a good series. Uh, yeah, I don't know any other ones that really stuck out to me this year so far. What's your favorite movie or show you've watched so far this year? Uh, for me, yeah, uh, either Palm Springs or Lovebirds. Okay, both. I've heard were... of Lovebirds. You haven't? No. Oh, uh, it's it's real good. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lovebirds. It's. It's uh, I gotta look up this the actress. Uh, I don't, not a household name for me yet. Oh, it's the one with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Issa Rae. Yeah, Kumail yeah. and Issa Rae. Uh, is yeah. it's solid. It's a great comedy. Uh, kind of like Hangover style comedy. Just shit goes crazy and they're running around from place to place. It's it was really good. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we were supposed to watch Palm Springs for another episode of this, and I didn't watch it. I, you piece of I think shit. someone ruined it for me. Like they just told me the like weird plot point, and I was like, "Why would you lead with that?" Like the first thing they said was like the weird plot point. And I was like, "That's." Huh. I mean, that only spoils like two jokes. You should definitely okay. go watch it. You find out about it within what would you say, Jake? Like fifteen minutes into the movie, twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah, like it's it's pseudo a bummer that you miss out on like a good reveal at the start but it's also mm-hmm. like not the point of the movie well okay yeah right. it's yeah. it doesn't yeah it's it, there's like i can think of one one funny thing that you miss out on if you already know that's it okay all right that's not bad yeah. jake what about you what's the favorite uh series or movie from this year let's see you know it's funny that you say okay because i got reminded of the last kingdom because uh, I did watch that and I loved it, and then, but it's weird. I I can't even remember when I watched it, but yeah, it's some I, I, I had some one two it. week span. Yeah, over. but yeah, I actually maybe loved it. and yeah, it is maybe it March is, or September. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super, like yeah. Sometimes it's too far out there, but it sort of feel like filled the Game of Thrones void to an extent. Yeah. Oh, Just speaking of the swords. Witcher. Oh, yeah, well, oh, the I, I, I caveat too. it, Jake, because, like, yeah, when we first started watching it, like, the first few episodes, I was like, I'm Uchid, and yeah. I was just making fun Good of it, friend. but then I was like, 
actually I do really care about this and it yeah. just keeps getting good. Uh yeah, same with The Witcher. I I loved that, but we watched it in like 2 days at the beginning of the year, so I don't really I barely remember it. I had I had to rewatch or it. Or was that I 2020? Watched, I watched I uh maybe 4 episodes. I was so mm-hmm. lost. And then I sort of googled it a bit and everyone was talking about like, yeah, there's all these constant time skips and it's hard because many of the characters don't age. So you, uh, you you finish an episode, you start watching the next episode, you're, you know, 50 years in the future. It doesn't tell you that, and you can't tell because the main character and other characters literally don't age. And then, so you're just super confused. And then once I knew that, and I'm like, okay, then I started over from the beginning again, and I was able to follow it, and it's actually really good. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't let it scare you off if you haven't seen it. Me and Taylor watched it. Neither of us knew anything about The Witcher. Like, I've since started playing the games because I like the series so much. But we didn't know shit about it. And every single episode at the end, we both turned to each other and we're just like, so what the fuck? What what time are we at now? And we still enjoyed it. It's still, we both loved it. I still don't think I could tell you what happened exactly, but it was good. (laughs) Always a good sign. It's worth it for the song. Yeah, yeah. The Uh, coin for The Witcher or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm scrolling through right now to refresh myself. Lovecraft Country was also a standout yeah. for me. Uh, it tails off at the end, in my opinion, but like the first three or four episodes are some of my favorite TV this year. I think. Yeah, the first episode and then the second episode are like this cool dual horrors for our characters. Like one was like Lovecraftian horror, and one was like being black in America in the '50s horror, and it was like this yeah. weird and cool like mixture of real and fantasy horrors it was yeah it was like good. i haven't finished it especially yet. the the first Hoors. episode in particular <laughs> what's that Hoors. <laughs> that that's yeah. all i could hear i my favorite i started watching schitt's creek finally and that show is hilarious god I, all right that's that's, that's so on my good. list because you're like the third person whose opinion i respect to tell me that and like the yeah. tenth person overall yeah i was gonna say so many people tell me about it but then i finally just started I was like oh no they were right the first yeah. couple episodes are weird like every comedy but then it gets really good you care about the people yeah absolutely second again forgot i watched that start to finish this year uh <laughs> and yeah it's 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 tough because like that one like you hate the characters at the beginning and you're absolutely meant to uh but it's still good and then you and then you like they'd make you care about them pretty quick i'm shocked that i care about those characters yeah yeah it's really good it moves quickly too i like that yeah um let's get the next next idea here do you miss the movie theater nate you sounded pretty resounding as a yes on that one i'll let you start yeah i mean it's it's again like comedies are honestly fine i don't i don't miss the movie going experience i miss the movie theater itself like I don't I absolutely would prefer to watch comedies at home. I don't want to go out of my house. But you I don't think you can replace the like the movie theater experience for blockbusters action movies. Uh yeah, it's it's just never going to be the same for me. Uh until we invent a virtual reality chip that like goes straight into your brain and just like plays the exact same experience in your head. Uh, or just a movie about it. That that would work too. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I don't I think I want to see Tenet out of the theaters. I got to uh, say, the last, like, four times I was at a movie theater, I had a horrible time. When like, absolute they? trash. It was, like, Star Wars. It was all big movies, like, huge movies, like Star Wars, Avengers, 
that kind of shit. Was or it the audience out. that ruined it for you? Yes. Yeah. This one whole family like sat right next to us and got like a fucking picnic basket out. And like her kids were jumping around and she was talking the whole time. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is Star Wars. Like sit the fuck down. Avengers. I went by myself. A family bought six seats to my left and four to my right. And I was like, do you guys want me to move? Like I can scoot over. And then they just talked the whole time and we're on their phone, like right next to me. I was like, this is infuriating. And then Knives Out. This dude who sounds like he was hanging out with his high school buddies for the first time in five years had to make jokes every three seconds during like a pretty serious thriller. And I was like, you're not the reason I'm here. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. Shut the fuck up. So I hated it. And I, I'll trade anything. I'll, I'll watch it home. I don't care about the audio. I hate that shit. I will say I, I have grown, well, you know, up until the end of the world recently, but I had grown much more fond of, uh, like, Theaters with zero talking, zero phone policy. Like yeah. Alamo? Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Alamo. yeah the Al- the Al- Alamo's pretty much my go-to. Like, that's the first place I would check anymore. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and you know, if, if I had to, like, see a movie and buy a certain time frame or something and I couldn't see it there, yeah, I'll go somewhere else. But, you know, I'll, I'll pay a bit more to go to the Alamo. And, honestly, a lot more because, you know, oh, I'm here. Might as well get some, you know, a drink and something else. They bring it right yeah. to you. That's how they get you. Yeah, like shutting the kids up. Seat. Yeah, I know. All they gotta do is like bring piss buckets around. Then I'm always <laughs> gonna go there. Jake, do you miss the movie theater I, other than Alamo? Yeah, I do. I do. I I pretty much agree with Nate 100. percent Like with for some movies, honestly, it doesn't matter. Uh, but with a lot of movies, you know, the the action ones, especially now that like superhero movies are their own thing. Like it's you don't even want to call them a genre anymore because it it's it almost feels bigger than that. Like yeah. that's kind no. of what's dominated everything for a while now. Sure. Yeah. And then, it and is then its like, own genre. I mean, they're, they're now making like, you know, superhero movies with other genres. Like it's, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. That's also a horror. It's a superhero. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's that, I guess that's, now. yeah, th- that is, I, I agree. Like it's superhero movies are, are pretty much what I'm talking about. Cause like, I also think action movies, but like, I can't think of the last good, action movie i mean if tenet's good then that's it because yeah. the last thing i can think of is like inception it's superhero movies Impossible. and christopher nolan movies those <laughs> are two movies i need to see in theaters 1917 would have probably been really i bought it recently i haven't watched it yet but that probably mm. would have been like theater worthy shit like that i will say one of my favorite experiences last year i think was going they they re-showed dunkirk in the oh. imax at my theater oh and i watched i went by myself and watched that and probably helps that it was almost an empty movie theater and it gave me chills. That movie's so good. It's really underrated. Like, I know a lot of people are just like, eh. I love yeah. the way that they tell that story. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And I will so say, funny. like, uh, my, my first experience after you told me, because I missed it in theaters, because I don't usually go for war movies, was watching it at home. And I have a yeah. home theater set up, and I played the volume. I was like, I don't give a shit. And it was not even close no. to my experience in the IMAX. No, that's fair. Well, IMAX for that movie, anytime you're in a plane... Or like that large of a practical set. IMAX yeah. is just going to blow it out of the water. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> well, All right. So sounds like you two will be going to theaters. I, I mean, I'm sure I will. But it'll be a while and I'll be kind of pissed about it. Like the minute somebody talks in a the theater, I'm just going to like take my mask off, cough on them and then leave. I, I agree with you, but I will say I, I can't remember the last time. Like I can remember the last time, but that's because it was a long time ago that someone like actually did shit like you're talking about. 
Like, I don't know if it's just different, you know, movie going areas, but like, because three in the a row. last, yeah, it's it. I can't, the last time it happened to me was like four years ago with like, uh, like a little, a group of teenagers that just wouldn't shut up. And we, we went and got him kicked out of the theater. Like, yeah, it was the same theater. So like, maybe that's on me. Yeah. I'm you need to find to a better theater, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what movie it was that I saw. And I remember like, cause I felt old. Because it, I know it was a horror movie, and there was this group of like teenage girls like in the row in front of me, and they just kept you know eh, making jokes and, and and like and they were, I I think they were doing it because they were scared, you know, so they kept trying to like play off how scared they were, and I remember like because at one point I like leaned forward and I'm like you know you, you need to keep it down, and they were like oh okay you know, and then they were quiet after that, but I'm like, geez I'm I'm this old guy that told told them that I need to keep it down at the theater, but you know what it was worth it. Hell yeah, it was. It's probably us yeah, or Dad or something. Was, you, you, need to, shut up. you need to practice your. Oh, it's so fucking loud, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably would have spooked him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. So we did have a whole year of basically no movies coming out. Um, what's the release that you wanted to see? But obviously couldn't. I mean, Tenant, I feel like, is all of our picks, right? So, there's definitely Tenant. And I also... So, they have a Wikipedia page that I perused of movies that were affected by COVID. Oh, wow. And it was actually super interesting to go through because a lot of them... You know, there's a lot of stuff on there like, I've never even heard of. Yeah. But uh, the one... And this is more of a... It, it's, it's not going to be a film great. Sure. But... Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah. And you know what? That the last Godzilla, I very much enjoyed it. I, that was I good. think it was super well done. Yeah. And I was excited for the sequel and find out that you know, look, I'm sure every movie was hit by the pandemic, but sure. Yeah, I could have could have seen it by now. And also, the Suicide Squad. Fuck. Because yep. it's either getting a glorious redemption. Yeah. Or it'll be so bad. That it'll be enjoyable to shit talk. It'll ruin James Gunn, or be good. That's it. It's all that's on. It's all that's on the line. I watched Birds of Prey. She was actually Margot Robbie's pretty good in that. Yeah, I I will put it out there and say I I enjoyed Birds of Prey. I think it's the only movie I saw in theaters this year because uh, I think we saw it before before yeah. it was like February or something. Yeah. I think it's the only movie I saw in theaters this year. Uh, Hearing about a funny virus. Uh, this little all blow over uh but yeah it was it was thoroughly enjoyable there were there were obviously like honestly none of the problems in that movie bugged me no uh yeah one of those it's like the opposite of suicide squad it was all enjoyable (laughs) with some problems instead of all problems with some stuff that you might have been able to enjoy but probably not uh, Nate, is yours Tenet or James Bond? Mine's Tenet. Uh, yeah. I actually have probably ha- I've missed like the last three or four James Bond movies, and I like them. I just don't care enough. I've only seen one. Uh, yeah, and and the last I think Quantum of Solace is the last one I saw, which yeah. is like we're in like two Bonds past that. I think like that was the yeah, first yeah, Daniel probably. Craig one or something. I think so. No, Casino Royale. I think might have been. Oh yeah, well I've seen that one too. Uh, yeah. But regardless, it's it's anyway. been a while on James Bond. Uh, yeah, is 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 
Is Idris Elba gonna be the next James Bond, or is that just a, a online campaign? I can't tell. Online campaign. Yeah. Damn it. I would be excited for that. I don't know who it's gonna think, be. Maybe we'll do that yeah. on a future cast. Yeah. Give us well, five. I'm gonna pick Idris Elba. Well, <laughs> okay, we, if we get five, I'll go with more. All right. Yeah. I think we should do Bruce the comedy. Willis. We've talked about this as a joke. God damn it. That wouldn't be a about, comedy. No, we talked about this as a joke before, but like Passion of the Christ, the comedy, and Judd Apatow produces it. I think that'll be the next yes. one. That's so fucking funny. All right. Um, I'm going to type that uh, in now so I don't forget. My, but like other than te- Tenet's the number, it's like the answer, the one movie. But the thing that's bummed me out the most about this is, is Marvel uh, just like, I don't know if the next phase is going to be good. But I give Marvel a lot of credit, and so I'm really excited to see what they do. And I mean, we got this year uh, Black Widow, uh, the Eternals, and yeah. uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. All three that got one pushed. That was wild. Yeah, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. I haven't was wild. I haven't really watched many trailers. I just want to go in and see them. But all three of those got pushed, and consequently, everything else got pushed a year. Like I've been waiting four years for Doctor Strange and the yeah. Multiverse yes. of Madness. And that got pushed from November of 2021 to at least November 2022. Yeah, and Spider-Man so, like, is late I've been November 2022 so also. Ugh, yeah. yeah that was so yeah, my, the biggest bummer for me is just, I just, we, we basically pushed the entire Marvel Universe back a year. Right in the middle of like, I've, this is probably the most I've been anticipating because like, I was excited for like Infinity War, blah, 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 but I knew what it was going to be for the most part. Like, I have no idea what the fuck they're going to do with all these movies. Like, what they're going to be like, whether they're going to be good. And I really want to know. And, well, and the other thing, too, because we have all these standalone movies, and it's, it's Marvel, right? They're going to, you know, we're going to have the, the separate movies for everyone. They're also going to have the ensemble movie. Do we know what that is yet? Do we know? No, yeah, that's... In the in the slate they announced, there's not an obvious one. I've heard a couple of theories about a couple that might end up being like an ensemble one, but but it's I'm excited That'll for WandaVision. Ensemble. I it's no, I mean they'll they'll pull in some other characters, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's honestly the biggest bummer for me. It's a pretty big bummer, especially for yeah. you. You have like Iron Man underwear. Uh, what movie did you watch during the pandemic that going in, you were like, let's just put it on and coming out. You were like, I want to watch that again. What was the surprising one to you during this time or show? Cause we talked about a lot of the shows. hedgehog Sonic. Really? No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, oh it you, no, good. it's funny. So, so I haven't seen it, uh, which is surprising. Cause you know, I'm like a big game nerd, but, uh, because that one dropped like, Right when, right when I decided, okay, you know, this is pretty serious. I'm going to quit going to things, but things were still like, you know, open. Yeah. Uh, so, and I didn't make it to that, but I heard from all my, you know, gaming nerd friends that, okay, they went in to see it, you know, cause you know, you have to go see the meme Sonic the Hedgehog movie and everyone was surprised at how it was actually quite good. Yeah. So, yeah, so so you saying that, I was like, you know, that's exactly, that goes exactly in line with what I've heard about it. But I still haven't seen it. Mm. I, I have heard it's really good. You know, now I have to go watch it, and I'm mad at you guys. And <laughs> I, I'll come back and tell you the result. Like, I, I'm glad they fixed Sonic's fucking face, but I still, in the trailer, didn't see a single thing that, like, I thought looked good. Like, you know, and if you can't get it on the trailer, 
It has yeah, but Jim Suicide Carrey. Squad looked awesome, and then and it was ass. I I think Jim Carrey is one of the few actors that no matter what he's in, it deserves the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, agreed. I you know I recently rewatched like some Ace Ventura's and they don't hold up. I've oh, I've yeah. uh, ooh, I, I'm saying that so many times. I, I agreed with you up until I rewatched Ace like. I think Taylor hadn't seen one of them, and so we rewatched like the first one, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I think this is funny anymore." Oh no, you got too good. Uh, <laughs> his is the as we're coming off the Christmas season. Possible. His is the definitive version of the Grinch song. Yeah, yeah, we did. Like we that. did just watch the Grinch like two days ago. <laughs> He's com- <laughs> that's completely solid. It absolutely hasn't yeah. dipped it for a second. That whole yeah. Uh, no. Is there a movie you watched, Nate, that stood out to you that you're like, "Whoa, I need to tell people about this," and you thought at the beginning you weren't going to tell them you're going to watch it, or show? Not, not this. Yeah, maybe there. There's probably some shows, but I think we covered most of it. Uh, oh. Like I said, like I didn't think I was going to like uh, The Last Kingdom, but I did. Right. Uh, for movies, not seriously. I will say. Uh, we watched Holiday last week. Oh, uh, it is worth watching. It oh. is. It is not a good movie. It's like the, uh, the you know, Christmas themed romantic comedy of the year. It's yeah. It's a bad movie, but it's it's enjoyable to watch. Kristen Stewart, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't I think I know the 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 lead. Is it just called Either Holiday? Holiday. It's Emma Roberts, Emma Roberts, who kind of looks familiar to me, but I don't know if I've seen her in something else. And Luke Bracey, who is an Australian actor. I just, I just referred to him as Discount Hugh Jackman the whole time. (laughs) But he's still good. Discount Hugh Jackman is still a good bargain. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit of room to discount and still be great. (laughs) Yeah, he was, uh, he was everything I needed in a male lead in a movie called Holiday. Uh, also, if you do watch it on my recommendation, play a drinking game called Take a Shot Every Time They Say Holiday. Uh, oh, no. You, you, know, you know how a movie, you're like, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's more than 10. Holy I'm not going to spoil the number, but it's more than 10. It's oh more than God. five within the first three minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, uh, but do, go watch it anyway. It's great. So watch Holiday. Holiday. Our uh, Jake, hot yeah, take if there's, of if there's the, one takeaway from this podcast, yeah, go watch Holiday yep. and blame Nate for anything yep. that may happen. Don't talk about the ten movies I put in the list to watch for next time. Nope, Holiday. <laughs> we'll we'll revisit. <sighs> Will we? You guys can All tell right, me Jake, if you hate you me or not. Oh, I'm gonna watch it and hate you. Text me. See my. <laughs> so it's it's kind of surprising because I don't want to get too much into mink before we actually talk about it but i'll I'll preempt this by saying i was watched mink thinking i would not like it i have no interest in old movies uh they just never really appealed to me and then i saw the trailer for mink and i'm like okay i don't know it's gonna be boring but um it was really good but it's weird because it's it's really good in a way where i wouldn't recommend it to everybody Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the kind of movie that oh you you everyone needs to go see Mank like no a and not a small number a decent amount of people can appreciate it 
But there's a lot of people that just flat out won't enjoy it. And that doesn't... Well, maybe it means it's bad. No, no, no. I don't no. think it means it's bad. That's not a what movie this is about. Has, movie is allowed to have its audience. This is about what's a movie you like that you think other people might not. And you're, you hit it right in the fucking head. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised by Mank. Um, and then, and then you know, to pair up with Mank, we watched Citizen Kane. Same, same thing with that for me. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I'll also say, I think if I had w- tried to watch Citizen Kane without having seen Mank, first of all, I wouldn't even have started. <laughs> Second of all, I would have given up partway through. Yeah. I like that. Those are good answers. We'll get into those more in a minute. Uh, mine is Fat Man. Now, I'm going to let everyone Google what this is. But I'll give you a quick explanation. Mel Gibson plays Chris Kringle. And he's like living in Alaska. And this dickhead kid gets coal for Christmas and hires Walton Goggins to kill him. That's all I need to know. I've fucking heard this fantastic. It's as fucking soon as fantastic. I saw you on your notes, Fat Man, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear. I haven't it's seen so it. Good. I want to know what Ben thinks about it. I was pleasantly surprised. Very, very pleasantly surprised. It was really fun. It was good action, solid acting, funny when it needed to be. You hated the people you should hate. And like, yeah, really enjoyed it. There were elves. It's a good time. We should uh we should we should get on and watch that together next week. <laughs> I I want commentary. I, f- I feel like that movie wouldn't be ruined by commentary, right? No. All right, oh, cool. I don't know. Maybe the second time you have to watch it. The first time I think you gotta like take it in. Oh, it's it's one of those movies you need a couple watches to really absorb everything. To really get the subtlety of Mel Gibson's acting. <laughs> yeah. He drinks he drinks a lot of milk and eats a lot of cookies, if that helps. And he has sex at one point. Oh dear. See Santa have sex. Alright, I'm so back yeah. in. This Fat is like man. bad Santa, but with production value. Uh yeah, actually. Yeah. It's pretty lit. Alright, Fat Man. That's good. Uh, okay, Jake, we're going to get... Yo, Nate, go ahead. What'd wait, you? I was going to say, I, I have bonus answers just for people who are desperate to watch a movie. And uh, don't want to watch Holiday. And don't want to watch Holiday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, watch Holiday. Uh, if, you're, if you uh, just didn't watch New Mutants because you weren't sure, watch it. Uh, it. The first two thirds are good. The ending kind of yeah. sucks, but who cares? Uh, it's like Wonder Woman. Yeah, you, you, get to see, you get to see Arya actually turn into a wolf for the Whoa. first time, so that's nice. Fuck. Uh, spoiler it's it is i'm sorry uh you can put a spoiler warning in front of that uh once again it doesn't matter we no one will care we, yeah we so, see, sounds like a lot of work i'll get a text from one person i'll be like i don't fucking care <laughs> no you, you see you see you uh Mank, but you see aria i don't think it's for you you see aria look at someone in the distance and then you see a wolf uh running across the field Taylor didn't realize until 10 minutes later that Aria had turned into that wolf. So it's a spoiler well, we even in the movie for some people. So, like okay, first eight. of all, they stole that directly from Twilight. Definitely. Jake, it it kind of looks, the that. wolf kind of looks like a repurposed Twilight wolf. <laughs> it's, it's got to be based in it, Uh So we saw her tits in season eight of Game of Thrones. Now we see her wolf in New Mutants. What's left? I mean, butthole? That's, that's about all the range I need. That was good after season eight. I mean, if you need more, have at it. But New Mutants is good. I, I needed I needed a second to recover from that. Yeah, it's uh, okay. 
also we're yeah. all about dead air on this podcast oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh also dead air also the name of this year <laughs> you oh know they're God. gonna come out with a movie in like two years called dead air uh to oh, give us all yeah. anxiety matt damon's gonna be the president call it right now future cast <laughs> that shit right now matt damon's president tom hanks runs oh, the cdc protagonist bruce willis can we future cast trump 2020 the movie uh yes. ne- sometime oh and yep. yeah you got fauci you got steve Ooh. bannon uh yeah rudy oh baby there there can be no rudy except for kate mckinnon on snl uh, she yeah, already I'll, nailed I'll it. Sound 100%. Like that. All right, all right. Side note: Kate McKinnon is the most uh, talented SNL cast member since I don't know. I don't know when. How far oh. back you have to go? But she's among the greatest of the greats. Hundred percent. Kristen Wiig. She's the hottest Rudy Giuliani I've ever seen. Uh, I was just finishing your sentence. It's she. She's the most talented since Kristen Wiig uh, or Cecily Jones. Okay, but buddy. I, I, I put her Cecily above Strong. Both. You mean? I'd put her. Above Oh, that's oh, that's what did they Cecily Wig? You put Cecily Strong and uh, God, what's her name? Something Jones. But anyway, Cecily no, no, Strong I'm saying I'm saying Kate McKinnon's there, and and also Kristen Wig is there. No. It's uh, Kate McKinnon, then it's like fucking probably like Steve Martin. No, not Steve Martin. Uh, Martin. Well, that's, no, that's Martin Short. By Martin Short. Wow. Horatio. <laughs> Horatio Sands. <laughs> I will come back. Uh, I will debate you about this for hours. Sherry uh, O'Terry. <laughs> now you're just making up names. Chris Parnell. Uh, name SNL people that you continuously forget were on SNL. Chris Parnell. Oh, yeah, he's on there. Uh, Chris Kattan. Who? I remember Chris Kattan. Yeah, he did the, the like, bop to the head, the Roxbury Boys. It's like him and Will oh. Ferrell and. Uh, Man, yeah, um, no, I just I saw him. I saw a picture of him now. It's bad. Oh yeah, it was good. Uh, he had one character where he ate an apple really fast, and he was like, a, "I'm trying. Like I was trying to look up the name of him." <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Ben Stiller character. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so. The movie you're all here to talk about is called Mank. It's on Netflix. If you want to watch it before you listen to us talk about it, go for it. But I don't think there's really any spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, might want to watch that too. I don't know. Do what you want. Okay. Your life. So, so that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about with Mank. So, oh, actually, if you want to like introduce Mank first, then... nope, we're good. You got it. Okay. Do it. So, so Mank is, you know, it's about. It's the story of uh, of Mankiewicz as he's writing uh, Citizen Kane, and it's done very much in the style of Citizen Kane. And I had never seen Citizen Kane; uh, I had only heard of it. And actually, as I watched Citizen Kane, there were also a lot of like pop culture references in Citizen Kane that I knew, but I didn't know they were from Citizen Kane. So that was kind of interesting. But so then. Uh, so I watched Mank, I watched Citizen Kane afterwards. My question is, to a viewer now who has seen neither, what is the better order to watch them in? 
Uh. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that too as, as I was watching it today because I was like, would it be better to watch Citizen Kane first so you can appreciate like the characters in Mank better? Like, because obviously, like as we watch it, I didn't know who the these characters were that they were clearly right. referencing for Citizen Kane. Or, or is it better to watch Mank so that you kind of understand, you have a modern understanding of, like, what Citizen Kane is about? Because I think it'd be probably kind of hard to follow Citizen Kane. Like, the, the story, it's very about the times. And Citizen Kane also, uh, we were going to talk about Mank, uh, has a lot of, like, relevancy right now. Citizen Kane does, too. Uh, in the first half, uh, Taylor was like, uh, so is, is Mank, uh, or, sorry, is, uh, is Kane just a... Uh, 1940s Trump, and I was like, no, I think he's 1940s uh, Rupert Murdoch, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, Mank definitely gives you a lot more context. If I'd watched Citizen Kane by itself, I would have been a, I wouldn't have really been in the same mindset. I feel like you should read the Wikipedia page for Citizen Kane where they go over the theories behind who the characters represent. Then you should watch Citizen Kane. Then you should watch Mank. That way you kind of have like, Okay, here's who the who they think the characters will represent based on the screenplay. Then I'll watch Citizen Kane. Then I'll come back and watch Mank and see what one representation of the story of the movie being made is. Because there's also some controversy around Mank being very much not the case of how the movie was written. Or like who should get credit for it. Like Orson Welles and Mank hate each other because of who got credit, who didn't get credit. That kind of thing. Yeah, we, we were yeah we were discussing. I I, you know, didn't know any of this, but was doing some research, and uh, the apparently the idea that uh, Mankiewicz wrote Citizen Kane by himself and just like uh, Orson Welles stole it is completely debunked. Like no yeah. one who like actually cares about this topic takes that idea seriously. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, the the premise of the movie is just untrue. Right. Uh, like it's not taking liberties it's just not uh a thing so which is kind of interesting to me because that's how i took citizen kane it was like citizen kane is like the idea in manx's head or whoever wrote it of these people in his life and what mm. he thought they could become and would become and i think mank is kind of the same thing it's like in some people's heads this is what mank was mm. like he it, to me it was very corollary like the last two thirds of the movie, there's a scene in Mank where Orson Welles comes in and throws a bunch of booze and like throws the room apart. He does the exact same thing and and about the exact same place in Citizen Kane. I thought that was cool uh, when yeah. he, when um, what's her bucket leaves um, in Citizen Kane and he just like tears apart a room and throws booze. Like that was really cool. Like side by side. So that to me told me that Mank and Citizen Kane are more married in their thought processes of the people than in being about the same story, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So he saying like, yeah, he Citizen Kane, he he took people from his life and like used them to tell a good story. Uh and that is exactly one one of the thing I, I, I read, can't take credit, was someone saying or it was the director of, of Mankowitz saying Fincher. uh yeah. that he wasn't trying to he wasn't trying to necessarily tell the truth. He basically said I I heard this idea of someone, you know, writing a movie that they weren't supposed to get credit and then fighting for credit. And I thought yeah. that was a good story. So I went with it. Like yep. I wanted to make that story. 
and so he doesn't care that it's not actually what's probably true it's it's the right framework to tell that story and it's a good story and then like which, yeah used go ahead which is exactly what mank did with citizen or whoever wrote it i'm just gonna keep saying mank it's exactly what yeah mank i mean did let's go with citizen kane it was i'm gonna take these two people in my life one of which i you know pretty obviously have feelings for and the other one is just kind of a dick and stands for everything I don't and used to stand for everything he doesn't. And I'm going to make a story where it's my representation of what I think a good story with them would be. So like, to me, that was like a cool, like, yeah, it's just that, that scene, that one scene stuck with me. And I was like, damn, this is cool how they did that. The rest is fine. Make is fine, but it's not like, I don't need to see it again. I, I think, I think Mank is an amazing companion piece for Citizen Kane. I think as a standalone movie, it's good. It's a good movie. But, and we, something, a conversation we had, like immediately after we watched Mank, we were talking about, like the first conversation was, is this, is this movie good? And, you know, <laughs> and we, we weren't even sure, yeah. but we were also, I, it was at some point we had to stop like maybe two thirds of the way through the movie. Or, and we talked about it at the end. Also, we were like, what is this movie even about? And, you know, cause it's not, you know, there's not a clear, you know, like antagonist. There's not a clear problem. Um, and and now that you mention like, oh, you know, it, it, you know, he got this idea that he wanted, you know, this writer to, to struggle for his credit. It's like, yeah, that that does happen. But that that's a very small part of the movie. Yeah. And you can see that as the you know, as, as the overall problem. I can't think of something that would be and. Eh, maybe just like him struggling to write it in the first place with his issues but even then like it's hard to say like what the movie is about it's just this telling of a story that mirrors the way that citizen kane was shot yeah and i think it's very much just almost like an exercise that the that the writers tried to do like you know oh yeah, let's, you know, let's do the super meta piece and yeah because e even some of the like partway through when they're we're there one of the things i think we found most interesting at least i did was like the like parallels to like with media disinformation and that just like that happens in the movie it doesn't really have like a ton of consequence for the taking credit plot or Mank struggling to write it's just another thing that happens during this and yeah i guess that comes out of it being semi-autobiographical but like yeah I don't, I mean, and, and, and I, I luckily got far enough in the CK where I saw that part of like, you know, the media not telling the truth and, uh, right. and, uh, it's ties to politics. And that's really interesting. I, I think it's one of the things I like what made me think the most in the movie, but it's, it's pretty straightforward and it kind of doesn't have any effect on the, what I would call the plot. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's just. That's that's another to me mirror to Citizen Kane is Citizen Kane. If you look at it from very far back, is about journalists trying to figure out what Rosebud was. But the movie's not about that at all. It's about his life, and I think that in the same way, Mank is the same thing. It's about a writer who's trying to get credit, but it's really just about his life and like how he came about this story. Like the very opening scene is him not wanting the credit. The very closing scene is him wanting credit. And Citizen Kane, the opening yeah. scene is him with his, um, with Rosebud, and the ending scene is Rosebud being destroyed. Like it's just these bookends as an excuse to tell this story to me. You know what you reminded me of that did make me laugh in in Citizen Kane 
Uh, so yeah, like you said, like the whole movie is a reporter going around trying to figure out what Rosebud means. And there's a scene where he uh, goes in and reads uh, Thatcher's uh, memoir. Uh, and he reads this, and we get this, it basically, you know, fades into this story that he's reading from Thatcher, all this stuff that happens. It's like a solid 20 minutes, and you forget that that's, you know, what's happening. And then it fades back out, and he closes the book, and he's just like, well, that was a giant waste of my day, and then he leaves. And I just <laughs> died laughing. He essentially said, he was like, well, that was a good use, and just walks out. Yeah, and at the very end, he's around the other journalists and in Citizen Kane. And and they go, well, what did you learn? And he goes, he was a complicated guy. And they just leave. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah, life is complicated. There's complicated people, and we can't tell it in one story. So fuck it. Let's just put together some cool story. And I think that's really the... It's making me like make more. The more I talk about it in relation to Citizen Kane is like, uh, not an homage or like a... It's a meta piece, I think, like Jake says. Not an homage necessarily. It's a meta piece of like here's the viewpoint that the screenwriter would have of the process. And I think that's the key is it's what they think they were to this movie. And I think that makes it more interesting. I, I did read uh, someone say that you, you could consider Mank to be truthful. If you take it as through the lens of like Mank's alcoholic viewpoint on the, <laughs> on what the story actually was. Yeah. Like that's how he feels it went down. It's the drug addled. It's like Hunter S. Thompson's writing. You're like, mm. eh, probably, probably weren't lobsters in the, in the main hallway, but you know, I'll go with it. It's fine. I want to see what he sees. Do you? Maybe for like an hour. I think long term, <laughs> not so much. For, for about the length of one movie. Seems perfect. <laughs> Ugh, that one scene in Vegas was too much. The yeah. lizard people. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what did you guys find from your research into Citizen Kane or the times of the movie making that to me? Okay. Here, here's my take on Mank. cinematography. Amazing acting really good. The music. Holy shit. The music was good. It was Trent Reznor again, who did all of Fincher's like other movies, like social network and all those really good music. It didn't get in the way. It was very of the time. Like it felt nice. Um, Gary Ger- Oldman was good. The act, the cinematography was amazing. It's it's very much like Oscar bait to me. Like we're making this movie about Hollywood for Hollywood. You're gonna enjoy it, you know, the Academy people, but average person like Jake said, maybe not. What do you guys think? What uh, did you find anything else in your research that like changed your opinion on the movie? Nothing. I didn't do any research like outside of it, other than watching Citizen Kane. Yeah. And did that so... make you like the movie more or less? I think it made me like Citizen Kane a lot more okay. uh, than I normally would have. And I think I did like Mank a lot more after it uh, because, well, and, and it's like I said, you know, it, it, it's like they're companion movies because, at, you know, watching Citizen Kane after seeing Mank, I was like, oh my God, Mank told this story while like so, so many of the shots, you know, were, were done the same way and, and the, you know, the flow of the stories you know it's so i think it's cool that they were able to tell this story about writing a movie in very much a similar style to the movie itself right so so i think it's i think it's technically impressive from uh both a writing and a filmmaking standpoint that's fair yeah the writing was really solid for that i agree nate what'd you find anything stand out to you 
So I was going to say, nothing in research, just in terms of the movie itself, one one thing you didn't mention that, like, I, I don't know that it's something that you call, like, impressive when you're evaluating a movie, but just from my own enjoyment standpoint, the quips, uh, like, the snappy writing, uh, especially, you know, Mank, uh, he, he was delivering most of those lines, but, like, the thing, one of the things that sticks out most to me and that we really enjoyed while we were watching it was uh, his just, like, mumbled under the breath almost replies that just you know no one in real life actually can do quite that well of just like immediate like genius plays on words and replies and like i'm sure i missed half of them but it was like really fun every time you caught one uh so like i guess yeah that that goes into writing but it's not like it's not impressive from like structuring the story or writing it's just like being able to think of those like i really am impressed when someone can like craft that yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's just fun to watch it in a movie where it's make-believe, where someone actually thinks of that off the top of their head. Uh, just a little bit of fantasy. I'm going back uh, to your drunk stupor idea. And it's really interesting to me because I think you're, whoever wrote that is myself. dead on. Yeah. <laughs> I think whoever wrote that is dead on. And then, like, the haze goes away when he's at that dinner table. Like, oh, we never yeah. see anyone react to him making those quips, right? So maybe in his head it came out like that, but in real real life it came out like you're fucking you know Johnny Depp right in fucking Pirates, and then in the scene Whoa. at the end we see people react to it, and we see people leave and not be enjoying it, or or maybe they just finally are fed up with his bullshit. I think that's a really interesting look at. It. I really appreciate no. that more because of that. Yeah, I really like that idea. Like, it's it's not what occurred to me. Like, I thought he had just finally hit rock bottom and he was just slurring. But you you could take it as that's how he's been the whole movie. Because no one, if you really want to look at it, like, no one is actually that, that like, you know, witty and stuff. Uh, right. That, yeah, he was he was actually, you know, that drunk stupor the whole time. That That is, that is interesting. Yeah. Wild times. Well, Mank yeah. is streaming currently on Netflix. You can check it out and listen to this podcast again. Or if you just watched it and listened to this podcast, we appreciate it. We think you should check out Citizen Kane. Nate thinks you should check out Holiday. Um, and we think you should listen to us every time we put out a new podcast. Let's talk about the drink that goes along with this movie. I have one that I think is hilarious, and I'll explain it as such. Did you guys come up with a drink that you thought would go good with this movie? This was a tough one. I stick with my original answer, which is whatever the uh, 1940s era appropriate uh, synonym for cough syrup is. Uh, <laughs> Scissor, I'm pretty sure. Whatever was actually in those bottles, uh, that, that's yeah, what I want to drink. <laughs> Did they have styrofoam well, back then? <laughs> my my very first uh, thought, you know, uh, like I'm trying to think, okay, what drink do I want to watch with me? Is something with vermouth, like a lot of vermouth. Mm. But uh, as I, I actually did some googling, they have a cocktail called the Citizen Kane, and it's a Cosmo, but you sub in. Uh, they have a mulberry rose liqueur. For rosebud. Damn. All right. That for rosebud. <laughs> um, I like that one. If you have seen the sheet, guys, you're gonna get the spoiler here. But let me explain it before I tell the audience what the drink is. I wanted to pick a drink that I thought people in Hollywood would tell you is great, but the average person would not appreciate as much. And at, even if you like, you know a lot about it, but you've never really like seen it or quite understand it, and you're not sure if it's good or not. I went with absinthe. 
No. Okay. What? No, no, no. I was so, just thinking about it. Uh, I guess. Yeah. The the idea that you, if you have only watched movies or listened to what Hollywood tells you about absinthe, then you think that you're gonna see a green fairy, whereas in yeah. reality, you're just going to taste licorice for a little while, and then that's it. Exactly. I'd be like, you know, this really isn't that good. Yeah. They see something you don't, and then you yeah. they think it's better because of that. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of uh, effort that goes into the construction. If you're doing it right, uh, if, from the snob, where you have to have a sugar spoon that you put a, a sugar cube on and pour the absinthe yeah. over. Right. I've never had absinthe any other way. Yeah. I mean, I just drink it right out of the bottle, like Marilyn Manson. Oh, baby. I am also the one who puts out the podcast, so I think it's going to be absinthe when I put it out. But, you know, feel free to put your answers out there. I like the Citizen Kane one, but I don't know if people know it's a drink. So I'm going to leave it in the podcast. For them to decide which one would be better. Yeah, they got to earn that one by listening. Yeah, share, like, and subscribe. All that shit. Okay. Anyone who uh, hears that and then is able to go whip it up real quick. Uh, oh, my God. With their, with their rose petal liqueur. 100%. Uh, we're going to talk about what movie we're going to do next. And then we're going to do the past cast with um, the prestige but American. So movies that I put in there. And again, feel free to add your own. We have The Sound of Metal, which is on Amazon Prime. And I have trailers in here uh, for the listening audience. We might go away and listen to those, tra- watch those trailers and then come back. For everyone else, uh, The Assistant on Hulu is another option. Uh, another Round is rentable. I'm thinking of Ending Things is on Netflix. Wonder Woman 1984. Tenant would be the other option. Uh, I'm putting in a vote i i haven't seen the first three i haven't even heard of them so kudos to you for being a weird dude yeah. uh i want to see i'm thinking of ending this 100%. Uh, yep. i saw a trailer for it and i was like holy shit i need to watch this yep. it looks yep. i guess terrifying i'm pretty sure your goal is for us to have our first real panic attack yeah uh when watching this movie well there's this movie uh, called grunda I really wanted to watch, but I can't find it anywhere in the U.S. yet. It's an hour and a half black and white movie of just farm animals with no narration. It's All right. people have called it like beautiful and amazing and like life changing, but I don't know. All right, you jack off to it, that. It, and it's come back it's and literally Charlotte's Web, but they only make animal sounds. <laughs> it's Charlotte's Web narrated by Planet Earth animals. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very much down with I'm thinking of any things. Yeah. I'd also love to hear your guys' opinion on Wonder Woman. I uh, haven't seen Wonder Woman, but I've only heard bad things. Same. That's what we were talking about. I, I've seen it, and I have good things to say. I want to hear your guys' opinion. Uh, well, we'll maybe have time. Do a double feature, because uh, I'm yeah. thinking of any things is not accessible, I don't think. Well, we can do both. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We can do it two uh, episodes. Popcorn movie we'll and... We'll have as many episodes out as we did last year in the first month. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do I'm Thinking of Ending Things in one episode where we will do the past cast of Passion of the Christ directed by Judd Apatow <laughs> to lighten up the mood. And then we'll do uh, Wonder Woman 1984 with a future cast of the inevitable Trump 2020 movie starring Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, Anthony Fauci, Mike Pence, and whoever else we can think of. All right. Can we also add on a gender swapped one for yeah. Trump 2020? Do both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is appropriate like for that. the Wonder Woman podcast episode. I like that a lot. Okay. Oh, swap. yeah. Yeah. Gender swap nice. it is. 
Okay. Now the game that we always like to end with. We usually end with Pascal's future cast. We're going to cut it in half because time and science. Uh, we decided Not to do mutually a pa- exclusive. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. That's, oh. that's what all the I don't know. go on. No, no, please, please. This is our podcast. I Whatever you do, don't cut this. I just no, talked this over Jake again. So, so do it one Dead more air. time, Jake. Yeah, one more time. I said not because you said time and science, and I said not mutually exclusive. So glad we didn't talk over that time. Oh, yeah, I, I one hundred percent don't regret hearing that at all. I don't either, but like that makes I guess two of us. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how many wanted to watch Charlie Kaufman's movie. So that's all that matters. Jake, which one did you want out of that? We didn't even ask you. We just went with two and went for it. Out of what? Those Tenant, Wonder Woman, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Another Round, The Assistant, Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I have only heard of Tenant and Wonder Woman. I haven't heard of the rest. So. You fucking... Uh, He's never seen The Wizard of Oz. Simpleton. I don't know. I was... I cut. I, 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 what's the word? Philistine. You, you yeah. Philistine. I mean, can you blame me for not having heard of Something that's a Hulu exclusive. Okay, listen. The assistant <laughs> is starring that girl from, um, fucking Jason Bateman trying to be Breaking Bad. What's that one? Ozark. She's in that. It's supposed to be really good. The sound of metal is Riz Ahmed as a deaf drummer in a metal band. That sounds fucking lit. And then another round is you know the guy from, uh, Hannibal the Show. No. Malkison or whatever, Mickelson. Mads Mickelson? Bill Mickelson? Yes, 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 yes. He and a group of his friends who are high school teachers decide to test out that if you get drunk every day as you're working, whether or not your ability to work goes up or down. So this is a documentary? Or it's a movie about this idea? Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which one is that? And I, uh, Another round. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm thinking of ending things though. Definitely looks awesome. It was the one I was like, as I was making the list, I'm like, I'm gonna lean really hard into that one. So yeah. I'm glad you did it for me, Nate. I thought you tried to sneak past Wonder Woman too. Wonder Woman 2024. I mean, it's whatever. Uh, for Wonder the record, uh, I'm also excited by the what's the the assistant. Uh, I did yeah. not understand who you were saying from yeah. uh, from it, but I I from Ozark, but I looked it up. Julia Garner. Uh, yeah. If you haven't, she's the the hillbilly character. Uh, who, yeah, yeah I. I didn't know her from anything before Ozark, but I I think she's amazing. She's uh, so yeah, I, if I want to watch any movie she's starring in, so that's well, we'll interesting. watch all of them at some point. All right, we have time. We're gonna do <laughs> two episodes a week for all of 2021. <laughs> uh, I've heard that because of all the Marvel shit, there might be new Marvel content every week of 2021. So like we can just add oh, a new section that's update on on Marvel 2021. It'll just be going. It's, it's just it's <clears throat> just in time for the second screen of COVID that is now in Colorado. Oh God! <laughs> Thank God. If if this could only spread faster, is what I kept saying. Um, okay, let's go to the Prestige. I think Mr. Nolan's top three in his top three for movies. Uh, yeah. Jake saw it for the first time about a month ago when we decided to do this topic. No, like a year ago. Fuck. Um, Same thing. Yeah, time's relative. Oh, space and time aren't, what are they? Mutually exclusive? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, science. Yeah, science and, yeah, 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 that. Okay, so we're doing an all-American cast of The Prestige. We're only doing three people. I did a bonus pick because I'm an asshole. Um, we're doing 
Christian Bale's character. We're doing Hugh Jackman's character. And we're doing Michael Caine's character. So, let's start with Christian Bale's... No, let's start with Michael Caine's character. No one gives a shit. Who are you putting in to replace Michael Caine that's American? And Jake, I swear to Christ if you say Bruce Willis. Okay, so I have no Bruce Willis in my my picks this time. I, 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 got, the, I got that out of me during the episode. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because my pick for Michael Caine's character is my favorite out of these three. Brian Cranston. No. Luis Guzman. Oh, shit. What the yeah. fuck? That, I think that's perfect. I, 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 I like, I get, I get, I get hundred percent Jacopo vibes from the Count of Monte Cristo. That's, that's still how I see him in my head, but I think that's perfect. For I see him as assistant. the fucking statue in community. I don't see him as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a strong emotional reaction to Luis Guzman, I but I do, I do like him in, in the I role. I fucking hate it. What? It's perfect. It's not. <laughs> I want to like see the rest of your cast that. before I before I pass judgment. Yeah, that's my best fit. <laughs> All right, Nate. Please, God, tell me I have something else. Uh, I I know I also picked Luis, Luis Guzman. Yeah, yeah sure. uh, it's, it seems so obvious. <laughs> There's no. no better pick. It's what we all arrived at. No, you're right. I I did give this the least thought, but I also do feel good about it. Uh, I picked Morgan Freeman. Uh, oh. I I feel like both Michael Caine and Luis. My uh and Morgan Freeman, Lewis Freeman. Oh my God, it's in my head. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman play around roles where they watch a younger person uh ruin their lives and feel sad about it. And that's basically the entire character uh of this this character in this movie is is him encouraging him and then watching him descend into madness and then being sad about it. Michael Caine oh. does it really well. So does Morgan Freeman. So Morgan Freeman. So does like, Luis Guzman. Just in his Morgan mind. Freeman voice, you have to clone them. Like, that's I, I don't think he actually encouraged that plan in the movie. I don't think he does. I think he says, he's, he's, yeah, he's like, you gotta let go, man. Uh, I'm not gonna try to do Morgan Freeman's voice because I, I will embarrass myself. Yeah, okay. that, that, yeah, I respect that decision. We were all waiting. I thought about it. I was like, I can't. I saw you, I saw you both take, taking a breath. Uh, all right. Um, do you, so we talked about the movie Babe coincidentally a little bit ago. Do you remember the farmer from Babe? I no. vaguely what the I, fuck I remember I remember here's what I remember. I remember an old white guy. Yep, him. James Cromwell. He should play Michael Caine. Uh James Cromwell was in the Green Mile. He was in Jurassic World. He was in Babe, Some of All Fears. He was in American what Horror Story. He he's, plays, so he's best known as the character from Babe that no one remembers. <laughs> he plays I think he would do good in like the tertiary, let's just make something move forward expositionally character james cromwell still better than Luis guzman no don't no, disagree talk to me i 100 stand by that anyone who knows me personally that listens to this please text me when you get to this point and tell me if you think Luis guzman is the best out of those three please god i know he is okay uh let's go to the next one huge jackman who is going to replace hugh jackman in the robert angier american role so that's my that's the one i like the least and because of this one, I was I started by thinking, okay, who who has the look uh-huh. of 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 this magician and knowing kind of posh, right? Yeah, and yeah. and knowing like what's going to happen too, because you also need. Are are we how spoiler? Go for it. Spoilery. It's ten years old. 
Okay. So you also sort of need this descent into madness. Yeah. Uh, yep. In the actor. So I thought Adam Driver would be really good. Oh, I do like oh, that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love he that. 100%, he 100% has the look. And then, you know, he's, he can he can nail the madness. Uh-huh. And he can he can nail at the beginning, you know, the, you know, he's the optimism and everything. But then I think what you really need is at the end, just this crazy obsession. I love that. It's a great pick. Much better than Luis Guzman. No. I can't imagine Luis Guzman going up to him and being like, listen here, sir, I think you need to really think about what you're doing. <laughs> this is going to be awful. You need to hold on, man. <laughs> Take a step back. Think about it. We need to rewatch Count of Monte Cristo until you guys appreciate no. his acting. Track. I haven't seen this. I really do. I could see it. Wait, you haven't well. seen The Count of Monte Cristo? No, at I tried all? to read no, it. No, I haven't. Board. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. What about That's books? getting added right. into summer. Uh, 2021 podcast, Count of Monte yep. Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. All right. all, oh, wait. Actually, we should do and a series on the And then Ben will admit he's wrong. Yeah. We should do a series on the movies we forgot, like Godfather I've never seen. Like All the ones that everybody's like, you haven't seen that? I refuse to watch do. Godfather. I've tried multiple times. Well, Same, actually. <laughs> all right. I've never tried, to be honest. Anyway. I, I couldn't make myself watch I love Adam Driver. Yeah, I do, too. That's a great pick. You watch yeah. Citizen Kane enough of it. You got it. You got the gist. Yeah. Uh, so take everything Jake said, uh, every all of his reasons, Jake Gyllenhaal is my answer. Uh, safe pick. What's that? It's Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause it's such a good it. fit. Uh, sure. Yeah, I like Adam Driver better as because it's it's a it's a newer pick. It's less proven, but mm-hmm. I have the exact same reasons. I can literally see Jake Gyllenhaal's face as he does the magic yeah. and he's the optimism. And I can yeah. I've seen Jake Gyllenhaal slowly go insane in Nightcrawler. Like prisoner. I, too. What's that? Was he? In, he was in Prisoner. He was really good. I haven't. That. I haven't seen he played, that, but Oh my god! That was more so evidence. So. Yeah. That's I, I had the same exact reasoning as Jake, but I picked Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. Um, I went with... So I picked my Christian Bale character first, and I thought that was dead on. And then I thought, okay, I want to have like a similar age. So my original pick for Hugh Jackman wasn't available. I wanted Brian Cranston, but the age difference was too much for me. So I went and thought, who's versatile? Who can be like the, the stand-up guy, like Jake said? I went with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as my Hugh Jackman. I think he can be a Safer magician. pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can be the guy on stage that's like charismatic and that people actually get behind, which is half the character. And then the other half, like he says, is Descent into Madness, which I think he can do really well, too. He's like a very well-rounded actor, so I went with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Absolutely I like Kyle, good I pick. like fucking Adam Driver better. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I do, that too. killer. Even with my second pick, I like Adam Driver as a partner better all right Honestly, Jake's, I think so I, jake's I two for three. two is what we're saying yeah jake really undersold that luis guzman is my best pick bullshit <laughs> fucking shark all right who's your worst pick of all time for christian bale's character alfred borden so for borden i was like for me borden is a little bit younger than Angier. yeah um and he's he's like fiercely competitive and he's not he has like, you know, he has the same drive for competition, but I feel like he doesn't go crazy in the same way that Angier does. Okay. His is more of, um, I don't know, it's just a, a constant drive for success, and that's what drives him rather than... He's like street smarts versus like cheating. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I thought Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Fuck you. Wow. That's my Is answer. That you picked? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's... So yeah. Oh. They, yeah. Luis Guzman, Adam Driver, Michael B. Jordan. I hate everything about those three together, I'm... but fuck you. They probably work. I, I, I do want to see those three together. Oh man, that was I was so excited about that pick. And literally as you're going through, I yeah. was like, again, I'm gonna say the same exact reasons as Jake, Michael B. Jordan was my pick. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's he's like just I, I take him as like completely focused. I mean, that is like what his character is to be. Like he's will do anything to succeed, or they will do anything to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh they like their entire life is like leading up to this, like that's all they care about. Uh then yeah, that's I got Michael B. Jordan immediately. Huh. Good picks, good picks. I gotta admit, I think mine's better. Um, I went with a guy who I have liked ever since I first saw him on screen. I'm going with someone who can have a huge range, and I think he could play this role really well. Paul Dano. Alright, Google pull up my phone and Google yeah, Paul Dano. Literally Googling. Um, he was in Prisoner. He was in There Will Be Blood. He was in Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. You forgot Swiss initial, Army Man. Initial, Swiss initial Army impression. Man. He looks like I don't know what filter it is. He looks like if his, Adam Driver was face, a little bit odd. His face is too small for his head. Yeah. That's fine. I Can also just, I I do think I, I I think he's too young for the role. He's thirty four. Some people are always too young for the he role. He looks like a baby. He looks like he's fourteen <laughs> years old. You believe a baby can do magic? <laughs> what if they're twin babies? Um, I just really like Paul Dano as an actor. He's going to be in the new Batman, and that's going to be amazing. Um, so I'm pumped for him. But I I, like I do really like him as an actor. I'm I'm swiping through his photos. I I he's got a mustache and he does look like he's now can buy alcohol. So yeah, he might be able to pull it off. Christian Bale has a shitty mustache too. He could pull it off. Uh, I like. Okay, let's go around. I like Adam Driver the best for Hugh Jackman's role. I unironically think I swept this one. I I, no I do shot. too. Okay, I you took too. Michael B. Jordan, I guess, because it's two v one. I don't think Luis Guzman is the best Michael Caine. I know. I no I firmly shot. I firmly stand behind that, and I think after seeing uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, maybe you won't agree with me, but you'll see where I'm coming from. No, I won't. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Oh my god. No shot. I'm have you so seen, mad. Have you seen the episode? I'm of actually getting with, mad. Uh, like I've seen statue? all of Community. You believe the guy who put who gets a fucking statue up? Is the guy that should play Michael Caine's character? They were the first, they were the first thing giving him an the homage. The first thing there. I ever saw Luis Guzman in was The Count of Monte Cristo. So when I saw him on Community, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Jacopo from The Count of Monte Cristo." And you were literally the only one. And you were like, "You know who <laughs> could play Michael Caine?" That's a big movie. In anything, <laughs> Luis Guzman. Dude. You haven't seen Wizard of Oz. I... You've seen Count of Monte Cristo. I still, I, I still give this it to guy. Jake as a sweep. This guy's Michael fucking <laughs> yes. Kane. Are you yeah. <laughs> no shot. He was in Boogie Nights. We should have Michael Mark Wahlberg's dick be Michael Kane before we do that. Michael's Kane. Oh, God. All right, whatever. It's fine. 
Text me if you think I'm right about Luis Guzman. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so thanks for being on again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, next week, we will be back, or whenever the fuck we release the next one. We'll be back with either Wonder Woman 1984 or I'm Thinking of Ending This, and then a week later, we'll be out with the other one. Um, as always, if you have anything you want to tell us, uh, you know where we are. And yeah, we love you for downloading this and keeping this in your podcast player for the last year, hoping we put out a new episode. And you know what? Here we fucking are. All right. I got motivation. Or maybe you just forgot about it and now you'll remember. Yeah. Redownload. Like, oh, yeah. That was, that was an all right way to kill an hour. That was pretty funny. Yeah. These, you know, three white guys telling me about fucking movies and shit. This can't be bad. Right. Are we all white? Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to these three guys banter about some movie I've never seen. <laughs> How do I get non-coastal elites to tell me to watch Mank? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the game we'll play next time is Passion of the Christ, directed by Judd Apatow and or future cast Trump 2020, but gender swapped. So be looking forward to that. As always, everybody, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. As always, everybody, watch Holiday. Luis Guzman.